Hey guys, welcome to the number 25 uh, ever episode of the Cool Sports Network. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of the Cool Sports Network. Today is my final NBA mock draft, NBA mock draft 3.0. I'm going to be breaking down every single first round pick plus the 31st pick. I'll explain why uh, when we do get to that point in the episode. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, review. I'm not, besides like the first couple picks, I'm not going to really do an in depth breakdown of all the picks because, well, I don't want it to be a one hour episode, right? So we've heard the trade rumors, right? Maybe the Knicks trade Julius Randle, maybe the Wizards traded Kyle Kuzma or KCP. We really don't know. Trades are endless. So this is a mock draft with trades, as was my last one, but this one is going to get spicy. As Anthony Davis say, it's spicy. Like, it, it, it's too spicy. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, view, and let's get into it. With the number one overall pick, I have the Orlando. Actually, I'll do this. With the first overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic select Jabari Smith Jr., power forward, Auburn. I do think Jabari Smith will go number one. I had Chet in my first mock draft because I think he has a higher ceiling. Actually, they have a similar ceiling. I thought the Magic would just want to definitely get their franchise center with Chet, but I think uh, the more I learn about Smith, the more I watch Smith. He's just such a talented player, and I think he deserves to be drafted with number one overall, and I think he would honestly be a cornerstone to build around if you're the Orlando Magic, right? Kind of like he just reminds me of a Jason Tatum, right? It kind of be that number one guy that they continue to build around over the next couple of years. They draft through free agency, through trades, and all the ways, you know, that you can accumulate talent. The number two overall pick, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Chet Holmgren, uh, center from Gonzaga. He was the number one prospect out of high school, and everyone thought he was going to be the number one pick this year. But Jabari Smith is going to take that place as Holmgren is going to be the number two pick. The Thunder have been wait, looking for a franchise center. They traded the 16th pick last year which for a future first-round picks, and that ended up being Alperen Sengun, right? Maybe some uh, regret there, but now they're finally going to get that franchise center with Chad Holmgren. Reminds me, very similar, right? He has Carl Anthony Towns, offensive talent, and Rudy Gobert, defensive talent, right? Great rim protector and great three-point shooter because Carl Anthony Towns' biggest weakness is that he doesn't really have a defensive game. And Rudy Gobert's biggest weakness is that he doesn't really have an offensive game. Well, why don't you put both of that combined with Cat's offense and Gobert's defense? Sounds like a pretty good combination. That is what Chet Holmgren is. He's an amazing center with a with massive potential, and I think he would be the right pick at number two. And number three, I think Paolo Bancaro would fit perfect in Houston. He would be another player to build around alongside with Jalen Green. I think he's going to be he's a two way threat on both sides of the ball, and um. I think he's a very talented player, really good in the post. I could really uh, become a frontcourt player next to Alperen Sengun if they decide that he is going to be their franchise center. With the number four pick, this is a surprising pick. And I know this is a mock draft. You predict what's going to happen. It's like a mock draft. I predicted what's going to happen while also giving my opinions. I think the Kings should take Keegan Murray. Number four overall, because I think he reminds me a lot of Jason Tatum, a really talented player in this year's draft. I think... Right, I mean, right now, if you're the Sacramento Kings looking to compete, right, on the perimeter, tell me who is going to guard LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. I'm just saying, 
who is going to be guarding those players? You need someone that can guard in the perimeter. And Keegan Murray is a threat on both sides of the ball and shoot, shot 41% from 30. He's an amazing talent. It would fit great in Sacramento. Number five, I'm sorry, Detroit, take your losses. Killian Hayes is not the number two guard to put next to Kate Cunningham. Shaden Sharp is because not only can he shoot well from three, but he's an amazing defender as well. One of my favorite prospects in the whole draft. I'm going to say one of my favorite. I have a lot of favorite prospects. He's one. Of, he's really high in the list. Shaden Sharp, number five. And then Jaden Ivey, the Pacers, get a steal at the number six overall pick. Point guard out of Purdue. Um, doesn't really bring too much playmaking ability, but he can be the two guard, which would be perfect next to Tyrese Halliburton. Shows a lot of athleticism, and that could become one of the best backcourts in the NBA in the future. Number seven pick, I have the Twitter the Trailblazers selecting AJ Griffin, put a forward next to Jeremy Grant, who they who they just traded for last night. AJ Griffin. He's a very, very good player, one an NBA-ready player, shot 44% from three at Duke in his freshman year, his only year at Duke. And uh, he, honestly, just an amazing, amazing player, good defender as well, and I think he would fit perfect um, in Portland as a ready as a win now ready player, and then and at number eight another steal the New Orleans Pelicans select Benedict Matherin small forward out of Arizona. It looked like originally he was going to be like the number ten pick, but he's risen up boards. I think number eight is a good spot for him. He's such an NBA ready player. Would be such a good three and D player. And right, you have Brandon Ingram and Benedict Matherin as forwards. Sounds good to me. Actually, I think they'd run Matherin off the bench, or they'd run him at shooting guard. It really does depend. Uh, but the, he uh, really ready. He's a really ready NBA player. Like right now, he's ready to to go in the pros. At number nine, I have the San Antonio Spurs selecting Johnny Davis. I know this would now be guards: Devin Vassell, Joshua Primo, Lonnie Walker, and then now Johnny Davis taking a lot of guards in recent drafts. But I do think Johnny Davis is a really, really talented player. I think he brings massive scoring potential and massive defensive potential as well since he does have a long wingspan and is a really versatile defender so i think those scales could fit really good i think he could play small forward and they'll fit really well um, with dejounte murray in the future now the washington wizards i have them selecting dyson daniels from the point guard from the g league ignite they finally get the point guard um but Brady beal is going to need to be a primary ball handler <clears throat> so something great about him is that he can play off ball can shoot really well as a good defender really long wingspan <clears throat> but i think he has massive potential for what he could do in this year's draft trade alert it's the first trade of the draft. The New York Knicks are trading down to number 11. And the Charlotte Hornets are trading up from number... I'm sorry, the Knicks are trading down from number 11 to number 15. The Hornets are trading up to number 11. And that is where the Charlotte Hornets will select Jalen Duran, center out of Memphis, right, with uh, with uh, Daniels gone. The Knicks decide that they can trade down and get the point guard they want later. Will the Hornets draft Duran? Duran, they finally get that franchise center that they needed. They tried Montrezl, they tried Mason Plumley to put next to Lamelo Ball as a lob threat. Hasn't worked that well. Duran can be a lob threat. Very tall, big wingspan, really good paint scorer, and a really good defender as well. Fits perfectly in Charlotte. With the number 12 pick, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Alzman Jiang. Number one thing about Alzman Jiang is that he needs time to develop, right? He's not an NBA-ready player. He showed signs of good defense, good driving ability, a good shooting ability, but he needs time to develop, and I think the Thunder have the most time for any team in the NBA to develop, and uh, he just has a perfect fit in OKC. And number 13, Charlotte Hornets get another front court player to put next to Jalen Durham with Jeremy Sohan, who's one of the most NBA-ready players in this year's draft. Really good defense. 
defender. Really does the, the, the tough, you know, nit and gritty stuff like Dr- Draymond Green, you know. So I think he would be a perfect player at number 13. Trade alert, number two trade of the NBA draft. The Chicago Bulls trading up from number 14. The Cavaliers trading down to number 18, where the, now the Chicago Bulls will select Malachi Branham. Shooting guard from Ohio State, Brandon brings so much scoring potential. And you know, some teams in the East, uh, right? For example, the Miami Heat had Tyler Hero coming off the bench, right? That spark plug. Chicago didn't really have that spark plug, and I think uh, uh, Brandon could be that spark plug. And especially if Lonzo Ball does get injured, which has been a problem in recent years, he can easily slip into that spot and be a scorer next to Zach Levine, who could run some point guard as well if they if he had to, or or I would some new the uh, second year prior player now this year. So I think Brandon would be the right pick there. And number fifteen, I have the New York Knicks, who again traded down, selecting the point guard they want with Ty Ty Washington. He's very athletic. He could drive to the paint. He's a decent passer and a really good scorer, and fits all. All the check box and, and fills all the boxes that New York needs. And number 16, Atlanta gets a steal with Oche Ajbaji. He's an NBA ready player, a three and D guy who can play well on both sides of the ball. Exactly what Atlanta needs, especially if they don't want to pay DeAndre Hunter the money that he wants. And number 17, I know I mentioned Alperen Sengun could be the franchise center, but he doesn't have to be, right? Maybe um, you know Houston wants to move on from him. And if that is the case, then. Mark Williams is a really good player to develop. I have them I have them selecting him there. Really good rim protector and a really good lob threat. And he did real he did a really an amazing job at Duke. And number 18, the Cavaliers traded down and still got the guy that I think they should get uh with Tari Eason. I think I Isaac Okoro is a really good player, but I think he should be their spark plug off the bench. And I think Eason as a three and D guy would fit really well with Darius Garland's passing. And then the front court play of Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. I think he would just fit perfectly in that system. And I have him selecting him at 18. And number 19. Da, 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 da. The biggest trade of the NBA draft. The Indiana Pacers are trading up to 19. Minnesota is trading down to 31. But not only that, but Indiana is getting D'Angelo Russell while the Timberwolves are getting Malcolm Brogdon. We've heard both are on the market and both are going to get flipped for each other, right? The Pacers can have Russell come off the bench to develop some of those players. And with the 19th overall pick, they select E.J. Liddell. And for the Minnesota Timberwolves, they don't need Russell, right? He's only on a one-year contract, but they do get rid of that contract. And that's why the Pacers take it on since it is, it is an expiring contract. But they trade Brogdon to get the 19th pick. And Brogdon fits so well, a cheaper long-term contract and uh, is, plays much better off-ball, shoots much more efficient and is a better defender than Russell and fits better in for what Minnesota needs in the future. And with the 19th pick, as I mentioned, the Pacers select E.J. Liddell, power forward from Ohio State, one of my favorite prospects in the draft. At number 20, I have the San Antonio Spurs selecting point guard Kennedy Chandler out of Tennessee. I understand that Chandler... Um, is considered a point guard, but he could play the two guard really, really well. He can cut to the paint. He's a really, really talented player, and I think he would fit well as a two guard. I mean, I, I know, again, I know it's a lot of guards, but imagine DeJounte Murray, Kennedy Chandler, 
Johnny Davis, Keldon Johnson, and then once they find that big man in the future, that could be a really nasty team in a couple of years if the players, if these players develop the right way. Number 21, Denver needs a really good defensive shooting guard. Oh, wait a minute. Dalen Terry's available. Dalen Terry, perfect, perfect player in Denver. I could really be their spark plug on defense in the starting lineup. At number 22, they have the Memphis Grizzlies selecting Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, right? John Moran is really that main scorer. And then there's a drop-off with Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bade, Dylan Brooks, Stephen Adams. These are okay scores, but nothing crazy. Williams brings so much scoring potential. And in a couple of years, will be that number two scorer behind John Morant. And I also, knowing that John Morant gets hurt, he could be that number one option in a couple of years. And I think with development the right way, he could really help this Grizzlies team. At number 23, have the Brooklyn Nets selecting Walker Kessler, uh, center out of Auburn. I think the number one thing about Walker Kessler and he said he's a rim protector, and Brooklyn does need a rim protector really, really bad. And, you know, I think they would finally get that. Uh, he's one of my favorite prospects, especially one of my favorite big man prospects in the whole draft, so I would take him there. And number 24, we'd be talking about getting that spark plug. The Bucks get that with Jaden Hardy, shooting guard from the G League Ignite. He's going to be that spark plug off the bench, can score and shoot the ball well, exactly what Milwaukee needs. And number 25, I have the San Antonio Spurs selecting Jake Alaravia, power forward from Purdue. The Spurs, right, they get that tough power forward, and I think – also, wait, they're going to have all these young players. I think someone that could come off the bench. Like, I could see Kelvin Johnson being a really good six-man or Kennedy Chandler being a really good six-man if that's how they decide to play it. Right? I think Larvia would fit well in the starting lineup because of his tough defense. But um, I think with all these young players, it would make it work. Larvia, so good at def- so good on defense, shoot, can shoot 40-plus percent from three, a really talented player, have him draft at number 25. And for the last time, and we have the last trade of the NBA draft for the first round. The Minnesota Timberwolves are trading back up into the first round for the 26th pick as Houston, who acquired that 26th pick in the Christian Wood trade from Dallas, is now trading down to number 31. And with the 26th pick, I have the Timberwolves selecting Nikolajovich, a lengthy um, athletic forward who could play some really good bench minutes for them and eventually develop into a really quality starter. At number 27, I have the Miami Heat selecting Marjorie Biachamp, uh, shooting guard from the G League Ignite. I really think he would fit well off the bench uh, running the offense. I think he could play really well off ball, shoot the ball well. And I think with just a little bit of help, Miami could be a champ this season. And I think getting be a champ would help at number 27. Number 28, Warriors just won a championship. Don't really need much, but they could use a score off the bench. That was a weakness that they had this year, even though hard to see their weaknesses when they win the championship. But Christian Braun would help that. He's a really good scorer, shooting guard out of Kansas. Really helped, was a key piece to Kansas winning the national championship. Number 29, I have the Memphis Grizzlies, who are back on the board, selecting Trevor Keels, small forward from Duke, really lengthy defender, who is, a again, again really good defender and really would play a key defensive role on this Grizzlies team who already has one of the best defenses in the NBA. And number 30, the Nuggets are back, and they select Kendall Brown, power forward from Baylor, another one of those tough, good defenders. He'd play really well in the post next to Nikola Jokic. I think he'd come off the bench for now, but he could eventually jump up into that spot in the future. And the last pick that we're going to be covering, that number 31 pick that the Rockets traded down to, I have them selecting Blake Weasley, a shooting guard out of Notre Dame, to kind of get an extra scoring option next to Green. Now, real quick before we do end this episode, I do want to say um, who I think the winners of the draft would be. I definitely do think the Indiana Pacers and the Minnesota Timberwolves will be two winners of this draft. 
reasons because Indiana got the ninth. 15th overall pick for Malcolm Brogdon. I think that's a steal right there. And against Andrew Russell, who could be flipped for future assets or kind of be that sixth man and develop other players. And then they don't have to re-sign him also, which could give them about $22 million in cap space in for the 2023 free agency class, which could be really, really good if some players don't um, sign an extension or sign new contracts and all that. And then the Timberwolves are also win because they get a longer, they get a long-term contract, right? They have this young core that they're building: Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Malcolm Brogdon. They needed someone who's in a long-term contract, but cheap as well. Brogdon's cheaper than um, than DeAndre Russell for sure, and plays much better, especially shooting the ball and on defense. I could play much better off ball, um, and because Anthony Edwards and Cat are going to need the ball, but they need someone that can set them up, play really well off ball, and play good on defense, which is a weakness of theirs. And Brogdon could fit that. I mean, imagine. Imagine starting the lineup looking like Malcolm Brogdon, Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley. You have to fix that power forward and then Cat. I think they're really starting to build a really cool core down there in Minnesota, and I think getting Brogdon would only improve that. I think they would be some winners of the NBA draft, and I think honestly those are the two main winners. I mean, I think Memphis with all the picks that they accumulated would be a winner. I think the Spurs would be a winner the way that they would draft in, in this um, alternate universe that I'm creating. And I think the Denver Nuggets, as I did mention, uh, I think I mentioned them uh, getting Dale and Terry and then getting someone like Kendall Brown later in the draft. I think those are two really good steals at the picks that they did get them. And then the Houston Rockets with three picks, getting Blake Weasley at number 31, maybe the biggest steal of the whole draft. And getting someone like Mark Williams and then Paulo Bancaro is such a good draft for them. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did subscribe, follow, share, review. Sorry if I did talk fast, but you know, I needed to get everyone in, and I didn't want this to be a 30-minute episode. But yeah, I hope you guys did enjoy. And of course, as always, I'll see you next time. We out! Enjoy the draft tonight.